Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you Lord Peter Whimsey, episode titled Clouds of Witness, where Lord Peter's eldest brother stands accused of murder. In collaboration with Inspector Parker, Whimsy slowly uncovers a web of lies and deceit within his own family. This will be an eight-part series. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Lord Peter Whimsy. Starring Ian Carmichael as Lord Peter and Peter Jones as Bunter. Clouds of Witness by Dorothy L. Sayers. Adapted in eight episodes by Peter Jones and Tanya Leven. Episode 3, The Diamond Cat. Lord Peter Whimsey is at Riddlesdale Lodge in Yorkshire, investigating the death of Captain Dennis Cathcart, the fiancé of his sister Lady Mary. Their brother, the Duke of Denver, stands accused of Cathcart's murder, and the family barrister, Sir M.P. Biggs, has arrived in Yorkshire to discuss the case. Do you think the police really will find your mystery man? I think they'll do their best. And what do you think is going to happen to my case if you do find him? I don't follow you. I see here, Whimsy, my hands are tied already. Has it ever occurred to you that perhaps he'd better not be found? Not be found? Remember this. Once the police get hold of a thing or person, it's no use relying on anybody's professional discretion. Everything is raked out into the light of common day... Very common it is. Here's Denver, accused of murder, and he refuses in the most categorical way to give me the smallest assistance. Jerry is an ass, always has been. Look, he doesn't realise... I've made it my business to try and make him realise. All he says is, they can't hang me. I didn't kill the man, though I happen to think it's a good thing he's dead. Well, that sort of remark won't help him. And he says it's no business of theirs what I was doing in the garden. Now, I ask you, Whimsy, is that a reasonable attitude? Not for someone in his position. Did anybody mention this mystery man to him? Mm, No. And that Scotland Yard man is your personal friend, is he not? Parker, yes. Mm, So much the better. He can hold his tongue. Now, look here, Biggs. Can you tell me in simple words why I shouldn't lay my hands on the beggar if I can? Well, I'll answer that question by asking another. Why is Denver screening him? By Jove, I never thought of that. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> what sleuths you lawyers are, of course. Yeah, well, I'd better be careful, hadn't I? Mm, you're a clever devil, Whimsy. Find your man by all means. But there's just one thing I'd like to ask. Whom are you screening? Now, look here, Biggs. You're not being paid to ask that kind of question here. You can jolly well wait until you get into court. However, just to oblige you, I will say plainly that I don't know who did away with old Cathcart. Furthermore, when I do know... I will tell you. Meanwhile, I tell you candidly, I'm taking the line that they can't make out a case. Not proven, eh? Well, anyhow, Biggs, I swear my brother won't hang for lack of evidence. 
my lord. Morning, Bunter. What's the time? Shortly before nine, my lord. I would have brought the coffee earlier if I'd known you were awake. I've been thinking, Bunter. I guessed as much, my lord. A pleasant enough morning. Dry and sunny, slight frost, mist already clearing. No news of an anticyclone or anything? Pardon, my lord? Yeah, never mind. Just pour the coffee, would you, Bunter? Ah. Hmm. Your cafe au lait just about makes this place tolerable. Thank you, my lord. Did you post off those specimens you took from Lady Mary's skirt? I did, my lord, last night. The analyst should be starting on them first thing this morning. Did the maid return the skirt to Lady Mary? Yes, my lord. And? I haven't seen her since, my lord. Well, I haven't spoken to my sister ever since I've been here. And she's not likely to feel any better so long as she stays cooped up in her room. I believe her grace tried to persuade her ladyship to go to the police court this morning with the rest of the party. Well, the police court's only a formality. It doesn't achieve anything. We have got to get hold of some facts, Bunter. Cold, hard facts. Yes, my lord. When I was a small boy, I hated them. Thought of them as nasty, hard things like knobs. Uncompromising. Yes, my lord. My old mother always used to Your say mother, when... Your mother, Bunter? I didn't know you had one. I always imagined that you were turned out ready-made, so to speak. Oh, excuse me. Infernally rude of me. You beg pardon, I'm sure. Not at all, my lord. My mother lives in Kent, my lord, near Maidstone. She always says, my lord, that facts are like cows. If you look them in the face long enough, they generally go away. She's a woman of considerable courage, my lord. <laughs> well, she, she's quite right, Bunter. Shall I run your lordship's bar? Uh, yes, a fairly cold one, Bunter. Something to stimulate the circulation. I need a very clear head. I'll bear that in mind, my lord. Ah, Fleming is here, my lord. Oh, what are you doing there, Fleming? I've uh, brought your lordship's letters. Yeah, then bring them in, man. Bring them in, bring them in. All right, Bunter, prepare my bath, would you? Yes, my lord. When were these delivered, Fleming? A few moments ago, my lord. I see. All right, Fleming, that'll be all. Thank you, my lord. Hmm. I attempt from lovesickness to fly in vain. Ah, good old Parker bird. I wonder what luck he's had in London. My dear Whimsy, I've had a rotten time in town. The unfortunate Cathcart was a model of discretion. His room in Albany is a desert from a detecting point of view. No papers, except a few bills and receipts and invitations, mostly from men. Poker seems to have been his great game, but no suggestions of anything crooked. He won pretty consistently, but never spectacularly. I think the information we want must be in Paris. I've written to the Surete and the Credit Lyonnais to produce papers, especially his accounts. Should they be slow in responding, I suggest one of us may run over to Paris and give them a little encouragement. Cathcart's books here consist of a few modern French novels of the usual kind and another copy of Manon Lescaut with what the catalogues call curious plates. He must have had a life somewhere, mustn't he? 
I drew quite a blank at King's Fenton on Sunday. I don't think the fellow with the motorbike ever went there. I wonder if he slunk off up to the moor. Is it worth rummaging about there, do you think? It's odd about that diamond cat. It doesn't seem to fit number ten, and yet you'd think somebody at the lodge or the village would have heard about it if it had been lost. Well, so long. Yours ever, Charles Parker. Hmm. Uh, not much. Oh, damn. Bunter? Uh, yes, my lord? Bunter, I have spilt your excellent café au lait all over the damn sheet. I'll attend to it immediately, my lord. Uh, do you know where the linen room is? Nothing quite so grand, my lord. I believe the sheets are kept in the chest on the landing. If your lordship would care to use the bathroom now... Uh... Uh, yes, I will. Uh, oh, is that the chest? Look here, hold this sheet a second, Bunter, would you? I want to have a closer look at this chest. Hmm. Bunter, what type of sand was that you found on my sister's skirt? Partly mud, my lord, and partly silver sand. Silver sand? Are you sure? Yes, my lord. What on earth are you doing there, Peter? Oh, hello, Mary. I, um... Bunter and I were trying to find some clean sheets. I've just spilt coffee all over mine. <laughs> Make some more, Bunter, would you? Very good, my lord. Well, where have you been hiding, Polly, old thing? Afraid you've been having a pretty thin time of it, haven't you? Now, come in here and sit down. No, no, don't, Peter. Of course, I'm pleased you're here. It... It's just that I can't stand any more of this. I, so I, what's up, old girl? Look here, Mary, we've never really seen enough of each other, but I am your brother. Are you in trouble? Trouble? Oh, silly old Peter. Of course I'm in trouble. They've killed my man and, and they've put my brother in prison. Isn't that enough? Look, better toddle back here. <laughs> You're getting all cold. Why do girls wear such mimsy little pie jim jams in this damn cold climate, eh? Oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Truly. I came out because you made such a noise. Uh, yes, I did, didn't I? Now, look, you get back to bed and don't worry. I'll drop in on you later and we'll have a jolly old powwow, what? They're trying Gerald today, aren't they? Oh, it's not a trial, just a formality. The jolly old magistrate bird hears the charge read out and the family solicitor says old Gerald reserves his defence, that's all. Till the assizes. We'll have to buck up and be fit by then. I couldn't go through all that again. I should be sicker. I'm feeling awful. No, don't come into my room. I, I don't want you to. Look, let me tuck you in. No, Peter, I don't want anyone. Ring the bell for Ellen. N no, let me go. Look, Mary. Let me go, I say. Look, Mary. Mary. Better not, my lord. Only produce hysterics. Better to wait for the return of the Dowager Duchess. That's quite right, Bunter. It was silver sand you said that you found on that skirt, wasn't it, Bunter? That is correct, my lord. Hmm. Um, do you know the name of that farmhouse behind the, um, you know, that vile swamp? Grider's Hole, my lord. Ah. I told Parker I'd search the neighbourhood, so I might as well make a start. Very good, my lord. Good day to you. Uh, yeah, chilly, ain't it? 
That's seasonable, though. Good for the sheep, I dare say. Makes their wool curl and so on, what? <laughs> Do you lose many animals in that swamp? Must be a bit dangerous in the dark if you're thinking of taking an evening stroll, what? <laughs> See this stick? Oh, yes, rather. Watch what'll happen to it. Good Lord. Well, it's gone. Well, it looks so light. Has this, uh, has this swamp got a name? Aye. Peter's Pot. What does I want? Well, I thought of paying a little uh, friendly call on the owner of the farm, don't you know? Who lives here, by the way? Mr. Grimethorpe. Does he now? Ah, that's the fellow I want to see. And you, I take it, are his right-hand man. You leap from bed before the break of day to milk the kind among the scented hay. You, when the shades of evening gather deep, home from the mountain lead the mild-eyed sheep. <sighs> well, it's been awfully nice chatting to you, but I, uh, I must press on. I take it I shall find Mr. Grimethorpe in the house. <sighs> oh, thanks most awfully. Mister? Yes, old thing? Up and he'll set his dogs under. You don't say. Well, that should be interesting. I'm fascinated to meet a man who sets his dogs on casual visitors. Actually, I'm not selling anything. Who is it? What's your name? Lucy. Well, Lucy, will you tell your daddy that I'm living at Riddlesdale Lodge? Well, of it. Get out of here, Lucy. Oh, good evening to you. Um, may I come in? If I must. Yeah, thanks most awfully. This way? Yeah, thank you. Are you Mr. Grimethorpe? Was if I am? I've no call to be ashamed of my name. Oh, no, 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 rather not. No. <laughs> Nor your farm, either. A delightful place. My name is Whimsy, by the way, the Duke of Denver's brother. Just paying a neighbourly call, don't you know? I'm old-fashioned like that. Well, I <clears throat> don't suppose you'll get many strangers passing this way? No, no. Uh, just as well, probably. Nothing like one's own family when all's said and done. Cosy, you know. You a married man, Mr. Grimethorpe? What the hell's that to thee? Oh, nothing, 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 nothing. No, I just thought that that pretty little girl might be yours. I thought she weren't. I'd struggle a bitch. And her mother together. What I've got to say to that? And you smoke? Nay. Well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Grimethorpe, I didn't blow in accidentally. I did have an excuse. Though it's so perfectly delightful to meet you, no excuse might appear necessary. But the fact is, I am looking for a young man, an acquaintance of mine, who said he'd be roaming about this area. I suppose you didn't happen to catch a glimpse of him? A tall fellow riding a motorcycle. He was in the neighbourhood about a week ago. What day? Uh, Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I knew it! The slut! He were a friend of mine, were he? Ah, well, I were a subway Wednesday and Thursday. I knew that, and so did a friend. If I hadn't been at Stubble, he'd have been in Peter's pot about a cotton. And if I catch thee, sneaking round here again, that's where they'll be and all. Oh, now, steady on. 
that rocky muscle twist my collar like that, it will kill a fellow. <laughs> Nasty business, murder. <laughs> Take that hand away. <laughs> now stand still, you fool. You'll break your arm. <laughs> Better. Very well. Now sit down. You'll get into trouble one of these days, behaving like that when you're asked a civil question. Get out, house. Certainly. Sorry you couldn't help me with news of my friend. I've had enough with this. I'm going to get Jabez. If there's only says that I'll not be here when I bring him. You, you, you are mad to come here. He's gone for the dogs. Quick, quick. Madam, I don't quite un... Oh, I thought you... If you don't care for your own life, then go for my sake. He'll kill me. Madam, if you're in fear of what he'll do to you, then let me stay and protect you. You can stay and murder me. Go, go. Perhaps you're right. Savage dogs, were they, my lord? Brutes. And the woman was Mrs. Grimethorpe, I presume. Must have been, Bunter. She was an absolute stunner. Fantastic-looking woman to find in a place like that. Married to the unspeakable Grimethorpe. A jealous, was he? To the point of lunacy. But hadn't, so far as we know, seen the gentleman with the motorbike? No, but quite prepared to believe that he'd been there. And I must say, if Number 10 did call on her for the purpose suspected, uh, then he had every excuse for it. The lady seems to have made a distinct impression on your lordship. Yeah, you should have seen her, Bunter. I shall hope to, my lord. I wonder where she was while I was talking to him. Now, wait a moment. Look, she probably looked out of the window. In the half-light, she sees a chap in an aged Burberry. And number ten is a bloke in an aged Burberry. Right, now, now let us suppose she thought that I was number ten. What does she do? She sensibly keeps out of the way. Then, when Grimethorpe goes for the dog, she rushes in to warn me. Okay, him, number ten. Sounds reasonable, my lord. If I can manage it without danger to life and limb, I must try and see Mrs. Grimethorpe again. Uh, yes, my lord. While you were out, Mr. Parker telephoned. He's decided to go over to Paris to hurry things up. I see. Well, Bunter thing, I think we had better get back to London, just in case he wants us to nip over to Paris and give him linguistic assistance. Hello? Charles? Peter! I'm certainly pleased you telephoned. I've been round to Cathcart's bank, and uh, although my French is a bit rusty, they were very helpful. Oh, good. Did you find out anything interesting? Well, I'm not sure. Cathcart inherited quite a fortune before the war, most of which had been invested in Germany and Russia. And in 1913, there were some largish withdrawals. Cash? Yes, made payable to self every quarter. And then in 14, crash. Well, investments in Germany? Yeah, and Russia. Stop dead. Oh, bad luck. Mm. Any credits from French shares? Well, a few, but they dropped to one quarter. And then? Well, ominous. Several very substantial payments into the account. 20,000 francs, 30,000. A lot of money. Yes. Winnings at cards. But even so, towards the end of the war, he seems to have got desperate again and started gambling on foreign stock exchanges. I'm, I'm going round his apartment at the uh, Rue Saint-Honoré to have a look. 
Quel malheur Je suis désolé. Entrez, monsieur. Pauvre monsieur Kafka. He was a perfect English gentleman. Quel malheur Je suis désolé. Yes, actually, you said that before. Look, what I'm interested in are his visitors and friends. Uh, did, did you show many people up to his room? Sometimes he had card parties. The gentlemen were always well-dressed. In uh, le smoking, you know? And uh, the ladies? No ladies. Never? Uh, only once, uh, when he had a luncheon party for some ladies. Uh, they brought with them his fiancée. What was she like? Jolie blonde, very beautiful. It's Lady Mary Wimsey. Ah oui, a very good family, no? It's a qu quite good, I believe. He was a jeune homme, a très sérieux, and so tidy, yeah. like a woman with his toilette. Uh, particular, huh? With his bath every day. So did Mr. Cathcart have any enemies, uh, so far as you know? Enemies? Monsieur Cathcart? No, no. He was a good man. Not many left in England. And in France? We never had them. Th thank you, monsieur. Pas de quoi. Je suis désolé. Mayfair 0299, Lord Peter Wimsey's residence. Yes, Bunter, it, it's me calling from Paris. Good evening, sir. Yeah. Uh, my Lord Inspector Parker. Ah, oh, thank you, Bunter. Hello, Parker Bird. How did you get on with the concierge? Never mind that. Now, listen, Peter, I've seen a cat. Now, why the deuce do you ring me from Paris to tell me that you've seen a cat? Like the one we found at Riddlesdale. Aha. Where did you see it? In a jeweller's by the uh, Madeleine or something. I was shopping, buying a crepe de chine camisole for my sister in Barrow in Furness. Yeah, no, I... sorry, buying a what for whom? Well, no, no, never mind. I saw this cat in the window, just like the other one. And you asked the jeweller who bought it, I presume. What did he say? Well, that's the trouble. The shop was shut. I'm going round first thing in the morning, but I thought you'd like to know. Oh, thank you. Well, that's good news, old son. Yes. Keep me informed, whatever happens. I will, Peter. Cheerio. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Bonjour, monsieur. Can I help you? Uh, yes. Now, I have here a small cat like the one in your window. Ah. Could you uh, oblige me by telling me the value? Oh, but of course. The price is 5,000 francs. Yeah. Now, would it be possible to find out... To whom this cat was sold? Oh, if it was for cash, then it would be difficult. I'm uh, from Scotland Yard. Uh, police anglaise. Salon! <laughs> yes. Now, I'd like you to look at this photograph. Do you recognize this man? Ah, yes. I remember him well. That is the gentleman who bought the diamond cat for the pretty bone lady. What can you remember about them? Oh, this is not a face one could easily forget. Especially if one is a woman. Uh, but I remember now, it, it was the lady who bought the mascot. Was it? It seemed unusual for a lady to carry so much money. But the gentleman had already made a purchase, a diamond and tortoiseshell comb for the lady. Yeah. Uh, that was when she asked me for the mascot good for cards. And then she fell in love with his little cat and insisted on buying one for monsieur. And this, this lady was blonde, you say? Blonde and very pretty. A big hat, très chic. English. She spoke very good French. And when she spoke to the gentleman? French. Uh-huh. Uh, you're quite sure? Yes, monsieur. Uh, 
Can you remember how long ago this was? Uh, early in the year, monsieur. I have got the date in the day book. I think it was in February. Oh, oui, voilà. February 6. Chat en diamant, 5,000 francs. Is that how the entry the daughter shall come? That is correct, monsieur. Oh, uh, dear. Uh, well, that settles it. Monsieur is no content? Oh, yes. Thank you, mademoiselle. Most grateful. You've been extremely helpful. If I appear disappointed, then that's only because I would have preferred to find quite different facts. In that episode of Clouds of Witness, the parts were played as follows. Lord Peter Wimsey, Ian Carmichael, Bunter, Peter Jones, Lady Mary Wimsey, Mariah Aitken, Inspector Parker, Gabriel Wolfe, Sir Impey Biggs, Brian Olton, Grimethorpe and Fleming, Bill Wallace, Mrs. Grimethorpe, Elizabeth Proud, Grimethorpe's servant and the concierge, David Sinclair, Lucy Grimethorpe and the shop assistant, Bonnie Huron. The Diamond Cat was adapted by Peter Jones and Tiny Leaven from the book Clouds of Witness by Dorothy L. Sayers. The programme was produced by Simon Brett. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs>